Welcome to the chat. I'm Katherine Glaspie, Public Information Director for Chatham County, and the chat is where we talk about all things Chatham. And today we have a great program coming up for you. To introduce everybody that you see on the screen, uh, I've got Abby Murphy, my faithful co-host, and Robert Catanese, who you probably have never seen before, um, <laughs> at least not in this capacity, but he is our video producer here at Chatham County and will be joining us for our podcast from now on. Um, and our guest today is Chelsea Sawyer. She is the community outreach coordinator, volunteer coordinator. She's got a title I can't ever remember or keep, I mean, it, it, it's like 30 words long, Chelsea. So tell me your title. <laughs> community outreach and volunteer coordinator, but it changes on the regular. That's okay. <laughs> so we, we just consider Chelsea a part of our team here in the PIO office. We work with her a lot and we've been working with her on National Preparedness Month and that is what we're gonna talk about today. Um, so I'm gonna kick it over to Abby and let her get started on this podcast today. Welcome back Chelsea to the chat. Um, so why don't you tell us what National Prepared Month is? Sure, so National Preparedness Month is a nationwide project um, that has been going on for years, uh, where we're really trying to focus the entire month of September on being prepared for any type of disaster within your community. Now here in Chatham County, we kind of take it as an opportunity to really focus on hurricane season again, because September, specifically September 10th, is peak hurricane season. Um, and especially along the Atlantic, you just it's really important for us to take this as an opportunity to prepare for all types of disasters, but focus on that hurricane season. I didn't realize September 10th was the peak hurricane season. I knew it was around end of August, September-ish area, so that's good to know. Um, yes, it, well, and you know, it's kind of, kind of weird that they can pin it down to a particular day. Uh, but that means that we're on the, the downward slide and I'm ready for it because 2020 has been, well, 2020. And I think it's, it's interesting to point out that we were at peak, so that would have been last Thursday, because uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, so that would have been last Thursday. And just in the last four days, we have five named storms in the Atlantic, because um, we're already up to V. Uh, so we have one more to go in the pre-chosen alphabet and then we flip over to Greek letters and you know I mean if we're at peak of the season and we have another two months to go it's very likely that we will move into those Greek letters don't you think? Absolutely and you know the last time that that happened I believe was 2005 that didn't happen until October 22nd of that year so right. for us to reach this point this early in the season, it's, it's not looking super awesome. But hopefully they will just continue to name fish storms and they'll stay out and won't bother us. That's, that's the plan. I, I've said yeah. no more this year. We're, we're done. We're done. <laughs> um, all right. I'm sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead, Robert. I know you have burning That's all right. Questions. That's a yeah, that's okay. Chelsea, you know, when we talk about National Preparedness Month, there's a couple of themes that I think that you want to kind of hammer home. What are they? Sure. So there's a theme for each week. 
Um, and the first one is make a plan. So that first week of September, we were really pushing and continue to push this idea of making a plan or updating your plan. So your plan is going to be different for each family, for each type of um, really structure and or home that you live in. So we can talk a little bit more in detail about making a plan, but that's theme one. Theme two is build a kit. Uh, so there's different types of emergency kits that you can create, and we were really highlighting those types of kits last week. This week is prepare for disasters. Now, again, because this is a nationwide campaign, their themes are very broad. Uh, so the way that we're choosing in Chatham County for prepare for disasters is really focusing on your insurance and making sure that you have enough insurance, making sure that you have flood insurance and all types of insurance coverage. And then next week, in the last week of September, is teach youth about preparedness. And I'm really excited. Uh, this year, we have put together, with the help of the wonderful Abby, um, put together a coloring contest for children 13 and under, uh, which will start tomorrow. Awesome. Awesome. I, yeah. Actually, I did see that, Ab. That was a phenomenal um, piece that you put together. Um, it looks really good. Um, and I know it's going to be pretty impactful to, you know, to a lot of children who, you know, want to learn more about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that, um, that it'll make kids think more about what they should pack in an emergency kit, think about little comforts from home that they may want to bring, um, and also make it fun um, to have that coloring contest. And so I wanted to ask, what should Chatham County residents consider putting in their emergency plan. Yeah so, as I started, yeah, so as I started mentioning earlier, your plan really needs to be specific to your family. So you don't wanna, you could, at least as a starting place, go online and find a generic plan, but you really wanna make it more specific to your family. So if you've got an infant in your family or if you have older children versus younger children, the types of things that you're gonna wanna include are going to change pretty drastically. And as your children grow or age or move out of the home, your plan's gonna to need to grow and adapt with them as well. Um, so also if you have elderly individuals living with you, not often do we just have mom, dad, children, and families anymore. A lot of times you've got uncles or brothers or um, grandparents that are staying in these homes. So making sure that the plan is, is accurate and ready to go for everyone is, is really important. Um, also, thinking about items in your plan, you know, when you're going to evacuate, if you're focusing specifically on hurricanes, we're going to evacuate. What types of things do you need to include in, in your evacuation planning? So, are, are there, you know, family heirlooms that you're going to want to take with you? Are there things that you're going to want to pack up within your home that if you were to receive floodwaters or if you were to have wind damage your roof, are there things that you're gonna to wanna to make sure that you have with you or things that you're gonna to wanna to make sure are protected in some capacity? Those are things to write into your plan. And you know, we're talking about hurricanes here in Chatham County, but across the country, people are talking about, you know, tornado plans. What are they gonna do if there's a tornado warning? Are they going to, you know, hide in their bathroom? Are they gonna hide, um, you know, downstairs in the basement? Do they have a basement? Um, these are just all different types of things. Take each disaster, um, as its own separate kind of annex or tab or portion of your plan and start building those things out. You just have conversations on a weekly basis with your family and say, hey, what would we do if there was a tornado? Or hey, 
what would we do if we had to evacuate for a hurricane? It will eventually start to make itself into a really nice plan. And Chelsea, I think it, you've mentioned something that I think is very important here, and that is while we're preparing for the thing that seems to affect us the most and the, the deepest, which is a hurricane, we have had quite a number of tornadoes in the last four years. Um, I think there's five now that we've worked, two of them attached to um, hurricanes or other events, but then we've had like three, hur or three tornadoes, maybe even four. I think there were th yeah. three out on Wilmington Island and one in Garden City. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm thinking about it, um, that, you know, people didn't sustain huge amounts of damage, but they did have damage from them and some of those people had to leave their homes. So these kits are very important and having that plan is important just for that reason. We've also had a lot of flooding uh, over the last couple of years. Uh, so that those are all things that they should prepare for. Are there other things that people should prepare for besides the disasters that we've just talked about? You know, I think that those are some big ones. Another one though, fire drills. You know, like if you start doing fire drills within your home, um, you know, starting about age two and up, your child's gonna be able to comprehend this idea, especially if they're in school. I know my nine month old is doing fire drills in her daycare. So she's starting to get accustomed to, you know, the alarm going off and then, you know, filing in a line and, and trying to get out of the school. So talk about this. Kids are gonna be a lot more receptive and understanding if the fire alarm is going off at two in the morning and you need to leave if you have practiced this before. So Catherine, you're right, tornadoes, um, flooding, hurricanes, fire drills, all of those types of things are important to practice with children, but also practicing just with your spouse or just with your parents. Um, you know, if you've got elderly parents staying with you, uh, getting people accustomed to doing it so that they know what to do in an emergency situation. Our tornadoes don't last longer than about five to 10 minutes here in Chatham County. The types of, types of storms and tornadoes that we have you don't have a whole lot of time to make these decisions. So practicing it, understanding what to do, it's gonna make a huge difference. You and know, Chelsea, when you talk about hurricane season, I think with all of us having to deal with hurricanes at some point in our careers or other, um, the worst thing you wanna hear is you need to get your emergency kit ready. And there's two different types or a couple different types that people really need to kind of consider, right? Yeah, so there's, you know, we here at FEMA really try to focus on two types of kits. There, you're right, there are a bunch of different types of kits that you can prep. Um, but because of COVID, it's really gotten people thinking about what they can do and how they can do it. So we're really trying to push these two. The first is your stay-at-home kit. Uh, that needs to have food and water and you know, supplies that you would need if the electricity were to go out. If we were to shelter in place for a hurricane here, you know, let's think of like a tropical storm Hermine came through. You could be without power. You could be without, um, you know, a, a way to go out and get food. So you're going to want, want to make sure that you've got all the items that you need in a specific location within your home. I suggest not in the pantry. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I say don't put your food in the pantry if it's meant for an emergency and you've got some awesome chocolate chips that you love, if you see those and you're, you know, 10 p.m., you're hankering for a snack, you're going to go for those hurricane snacks. 
um, because they're there and you want them. So, and you know, in, in my family, they stay upstairs in my husband's office. I, I don't go in there because it's always a mess in there. Um, but we've got it in a kit and it's ready to go. And I'm not going to go up and mess with it unless it's about to expire. Uh, so that's a perfect option. Uh, but you want to make sure, again, non-perishable food, supplies, flashlights, batteries, um, work gloves, the same types of things that you would put in a standard emergency kit. We do have a list on our website. Um, but you want to make sure that you've got about two weeks of supplies. Sounds like a lot. Um, but if we were in a bad situation and we were stuck here, you would want to make sure that you've got enough food and water to take care of your family. So that's one of the kits. The second one that we really push is your evacuation kit. Now this one is meant to be ready to go at a moment's notice. So about three to five days worth of supplies. In this kit, you're gonna to wanna to include, you know, your non-perishable food, your water, your general hygiene supplies, your cloth-based coverings for COVID. But you're also gonna to wanna to include things like clothing and shoes uh, because it's meant to be you are running out the door because you were told that you need to leave at a moment's notice. Uh, so those are kind of your two differences. A lot of your contents are going to be about the same, but the amount and you know how quickly you're going to be able to move it is going to be important. A lot to think about. And I know you mentioned earlier how um, you need to consider how things may change. And I know for me, uh, what I need to have in my kit is different now that my daughter's older because when she was an infant, I wanted to make sure I had lots of formula. Um, but now she eats the same food that we do. So I, I know I need to increase the amount of, um, of types of food that I have and make sure it's stuff that she would eat. Um, so that I think that was a good thing that you brought up that you need to consider how things may change throughout the years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, my child is, is breastfed. So we have to think about immediately going to get dry ice. You know, if our freezer is about to go out, we need to make sure that we've got the opportunity to kind of take all of her milk and, and put it in a place that's, that's easy to go. Um, and that's a whole nother level of complexity. And that goes back to that family plan. What are the, the details that you need to think about for your specific family? If you have a family member that's on insulin that needs to be refrigerated, that's going to be a totally different situation than having, you know, a family member that's not on something. It, it, every plan is going to be different. Yep. Um, I, I can attest to that one because I, I do insulin. So, um, and have for, for many, 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 many years. And that's, that's something that not only do you have to prepare for it having to be cold, but you have to prepare for having enough of it. Because if we get hit by, a large storm and it takes days or weeks to get us back into the county, much less start recovery process of getting businesses open like pharmacies and getting delivers, deliveries to those phar pharmacies, I may not be able to get insulin for 30 to 60 days. Um, so that's something that you have to think about too. Um, so I always try to keep a, a very good supply of all my medicines um, and never let them get down to, oh my gosh, I have three days worth of medicine. Because if you have to evacuate, now if you use a, a larger pharmacy, um, one of the, the box stores, you can probably go to another city, another county, and get those medicines because it's all tied into their database. But if you use a local pharmacy, um, you may not have that same ability. So you need to make sure that you have 
enough medicine to at least get you through for a little bit of time if you have to evacuate, or even if we stay and then we have a long time of recovery. Um, I think that's one of the things that when I talk to people about storms, which I don't do very often because Chelsea does it, but occasionally I do, um, that's one of the things that I like to hammer home is because people don't think about that. They don't think about, they think, oh, well, I'm going to go for a couple of days and then I'm going to come back and everything's going to return to normal. And we've been very fortunate that that has happened to us in the last four years, almost five years. Um, but that's, it's not always going to be the case. Well, and you have to think what's going on with Hurricane Laura right now. I mean, some of these places are just now getting power and that mm -hmm. storm hit weeks ago. Uh, right. So if, if some of the, if we were to see damages like what they saw there, we could expect to see some of the same challenges. Uh, so that's a, that's a fantastic point. And, you know, if you talk to your, your healthcare provider, talk to your doctor and ask them, can I get a, an additional amount of this prescription so that I can have extra on hand? Most likely they're, they're going to say yes, especially during hurricane season. Right. I think that's very important. Yeah. So I'm wondering what is one thing residents can easily do today or this weekend to prepare for disasters in Chatham County? Because people may be listening to this and being like, I, I really want to do something now. Because um, I know for me, I have anxiety, so if I, I feel like if I take matters into my own hands and I try to do something today, it makes me feel a little bit better. I'm sure there's some people out there feeling that way as well. So what's something that residents can do today? Sure, so two things I'll say that residents can do right off the bat. One, if you haven't already, start building that emergency kit. Each time you go to the grocery store, I use the, the little Walmart app or the Kroger click list, just add a few extra things into your cart. Um, if you add a few things each time you go to the store, it's not going to be as burdensome. Um, or just go ahead and look through your cabinet now and say, well, what are some of these things that I can go ahead and put in my emergency kit just to be safe? So that's one. The second thing, you guys have got to look at your insurance policies. If you need flood insurance, if you, every place in Chatham County is prone to storm surge. Now storm surge is different than just regular flooding that we might see. Flooding comes from rainwaters that come down, whereas storm surge is uh, tides that literally come up because of a storm. So that water is going to be pushing farther and farther inland. If we have a large enough storm, even places in Pooler, Port Wentworth, Garden City, they are very likely to see some storm surge um, that's just coming out from the ocean. Um, so everybody in Chatham County should really look at a flood insurance policy. I highly recommend it. If you are even a renter, that's something that you can do and it could be less than $100 a year uh, for you to have flood insurance to cover the contents of your home. Um, but just make sure that you have enough insurance to cover the damages that might happen. Make sure that you understand your policy itself. You know, I did a, a talk with Commissioner King with the Georgia Office of Insurance Commission. And he really just stressed that people are often incredibly underinsured or they just don't understand what their policy says. So after Hurricane Matthew, uh, I saw that firsthand. I had someone call our office and they were told that they have a $25,000 deductible. So they have to pay $25,000 out of their pocket before their insurance company will pay a dime. Um, and that's because they have a named storm clause in their policy, which means that if they 
um, if they name a storm, so you think Catherine mentioned it earlier, how we have all these different names for our storms these days, you know, if Hurricane Wilford were to come here, that's a named storm. And that means that a whole different cycle goes in with your policy. And that means that you may have to pay 10% of your home's value. You may have to pay 10% of the damages that it caused. Um, really just take a look at what your policy says. If you don't understand it, call your insurance agent. If your insurance agent isn't willing to talk to you about it, you might wanna consider finding a different insurance company um, because it's really important for you to understand what they're asking you to do and what's gonna be required of you. Because if you've got a $25,000 deductible, but you don't have $25,000 sitting in an account to pay for that, you're gonna be in a lot of trouble. So those are some things that you can easily do this weekend, uh, this week, whenever, um, but I suggest that you really go ahead and, and think about those things now. You know, Chelsea, for families that are out there, folks with, with children and young ones, how important is it to teach them about being prepared and what should parents do to educate their little ones? Yeah, I think that it's incredibly important for children to be engaged in disaster planning. Now, depending on the age of your child, it's going to depend on how in-depth you really get. If you have a child that hasn't started kindergarten yet, someone younger than the age of five, they're often fascinated with these large trucks. So they'll see fire trucks and ambulances and police cars, and they'll be fascinated by the lights and the sirens. Start that as a conversation. Say, oh, did you see the fire truck? Do you know what fire trucks do? Do you know that they put out fires? Start having a conversation that's just very broad about this idea of disasters and emergencies and, and who they could talk to or who they could see if they were ever in trouble. It's a fantastic segue into talking about some of those disasters and emergencies. In kindergarten through third grade, that's really a, an awesome age where they're starting to learn about weather, they're starting to learn about emergencies in school, and they're often very excited about it. I've taught many kindergarten through third grade classes, um, just some emergency preparedness things. They, and especially our, our kids these days, they understand the word evacuation and they understand the word hurricane and what that means. Start to engage them, start to get them excited. You know, talk to them about, you know, the different types of weather and what, it, what does it mean when it rains and what if it rains really hard, um, could flooding happen and start bringing up these words because it's reinforcing what they're learning in school and also making them realize that you're kind of smart as a parent, like mom's got it going on. She knows what I'm learning in school. Um, it helps engage that process just a little bit more. And then third through fifth grade and really beyond that, they need to be engaged in your disaster preparedness planning. So start doing those fire drills, start doing those, um, those hurricane evacuation planning meetings. If you do a weekly or a monthly family meeting, incorporate that into it. Say, you know, what would we do if there were a tornado right now and we needed to get to a safe place? Where would we go inside of our home? They're learning it in school and they know that they need to go underneath their desk or they need to go to an area that doesn't have any windows. Talk about what they need to do at home. What do they do if they're at a store? What do they do if they are out in a park and they need to find a place that's safe? Start having those conversations with them. They're really excited about it for the most part. They want to learn, they want to understand. Just add that 
that extra oomph to your conversation. And, and I almost guarantee they're going to be pretty receptive of it. Awesome. I definitely learned something because my daughter, she's almost two and a half. And I didn't even think about pointing out fire trucks and saying what exactly what the point of a fire truck is. They put out the fires. Um, but she has started noticing storms and thunder and all of that. She's really been commenting every time. So I've been teaching her, it's okay, you just stay inside and you're safe in the house. We just don't go outside. So um, that was, that's definitely something that I just learned right now. That I didn't even think about that I could start teaching Violet now so young about um, preparedness and safety when it comes to, to weather and disasters. Yeah, absolutely. There really once you're once they're talking and they're starting to understand words that you're saying and they're engaging in the world around them it's the perfect time to start having those conversations it will help their vocabulary and also help them understand this crazy world that we live in awesome well our time is winding down today so we're going to go for final thoughts abby final thoughts um well i'm just excited to see the submissions um or what submissions will be made for this coloring contest. I'm, I'm yeah. super excited about this. Um, and that's going to be posted on um, SEMA's Facebook page, correct? Yeah, so my goal is to post it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and then also posting it to our website so that kids can go in, and, or I guess their parents can go in and download the, the coloring sheet and they can submit it. And I will say we've got some pretty awesome prizes. Uh, the, the, the top um, participant or the winner for each of the age categories is going to win their very own emergency kit that's got supplies in it that they would need to help during any type of emergency here in Chatham County. I'm really excited to get those mailed off to these kids and and let them learn just a little bit more about emergency preparedness. That's, that's really awesome. Robert, final thoughts? And, and I think that you know for folks who are going to see this um, and still may have some questions, Chelsea, how can they stay in the know and how can they get the information, whether it be about their insurance papers or whether it be about their, their emergency kits, where can they stay in the know? So I think the first step is going to be our website. So they can always go to chathamemergency.org and that's going to kind of be like a, a, a starting place. So they might from there be able to go to ready.gov or they might find floodsmart.gov and learn more about flood insurance. Or you know maybe they're trying to find a place to evacuate with their pets. We've got resources for there with petswelcome.com. So all kinds of information and resources are available on our website. That's gonna really be a fantastic starting place for them. Great. All right. Awesome. Chelsea? Anything that we have left out that you want to add? Any final thoughts? I think as always, you guys have done an awesome job. And I think we've covered really everything that I was hoping, hoping to get out there about National Preparedness Month. Well, in actuality, you're the awesome one because it's, you're always easy <laughs> to talk to because you know your stuff. Um, and that's why we love having you on this show. It's, I, I, we don't have to pull teeth. You, you always have plenty of information to tell us. Um, my final thought of the day is just make sure uh, that our, our residents um, speaking to you get prepared, uh, make sure that you have those plans in place and make sure that you have a communications plan too. Um, so if you get separated or you have loved ones um, here that you all have a central place to call to report that you're okay. 
Um, we, we did that last time in my family because I had family going in different directions and I was staying here. And we used my grandmother as that central place. So everybody could call my grandmother and tell her where they were and that they were safe. And any one of us could call and say, hey, have you heard from my mom? Have you heard from my mother-in-law? Have you heard from my husband? And they had all called her. Um, so that's a nice central way to do something like that. And Chelsea, I know you guys have more information about things like that on your website. So give us your website one more time. Sure. So it's chathamemergency.org. And we do. We love having a communications plan. And I always recommend pick the nosiest person in your family because they're likely to know everything. That is very true. Good tip. All right. Well, that concludes our podcast for today. Uh, thank you, Chelsea, for being here. Next week, we're going to be talking to the county manager, Lee Smith. Uh, and we're going to talk about some of the the changes um, that have come from COVID-19 uh, for county operations and the things that haven't changed. So join us again next time. Thank you. And we'll see you again on the chat.